Hello again, and welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti. So how are you all doing so far? Um, you guys have any um, question, any opinions regarding um, what I have covered so far in, in those uh, previous episodes? Um, you're welcome to leave a voicemail or message or what, you know, whatever form you like to communicate, you know, question or anything. Um, I'll be more than happy to, uh, to address them to the best of my ability. Um, so, how are you? Um, up until now, how are you doing in your, in your everyday life situation? Has, um, has, if you, uh, if you are a, a, a Buddhist or you are learning or studying Buddha's teaching, do you notice anything or you learn anything or you have you grasp anything the idea that the the teaching that the that, um, the Buddha has um, have you noticed any change within the way uh, of your, your your the way you're thinking see those are the things that we need to keep in mind and that we need to observe ourselves you know because um, it's just like going to school. We have to make improvement. We have to uh, we have to make ourselves better. You know, from day to day. You know, from one day to the next. It, you should see improvement. You know, a bit slowly, but you should see improvement in in your everyday activity in your everyday life the way you interact, the way you talk, the way you do things you know, with people because you have a foundation, you have a, a, a formula sort of or a base that you, you stand on, you know, a, a, a base. So that's why, um, you know, you need to study and study and question when you don't, un when you don't understand and um you know always um for me at least anyway for me the way i study uh, buddha's teaching i take i i i do have faith in what the buddha said because one of the last thing that the buddha said be before he passed away he said doesn't matter what you read you know what scripture you read or who, what you hear from what, what, from whoever, what kind of guru or what not, including me, myself, the Buddha said, including me, myself. Don't just believe, don't just take it, you know, blindly. You, you, you take those teachings, you take those readings, you take those lessons that you study, that, that you are investigating, and you practice it by using it on yourself. You have to experience it for yourself. See, once you experience it for yourself and you find out the truth for yourself, then there's no, no one else can 
lie to you because you find out the truth for yourself. See, that's that's how I approach things. That's how I approach Buddhism. Okay, I take the Buddha's um, lesson, the Buddha's teachings, and I practice. So, me myself, I'm using myself as my own laboratory. Okay. When when I, when I have thoughts going on in my mind, you know, whatever thought that arise, you know, I observe my own thought and I say, oh, okay, this thought comes from this, or is the reason, and then, you know, whether that thought is wholesome thought or unwholesome thought, I know the root, I know the reason, what's going on behind behind the thought, and whether I should say, or I should not, and. And it takes time, it takes practice. That's why, you know, our body and our mind, especially just um, our mind, is our own laboratory. And that's how I practice Buddhism. My own mind is my own laboratory. Okay, because we can't, we, we can't not observe other people's mind, yeah? but we can observe our own mind, you know. And once you understand our own, you know, your own mind, then you can understand what other people are doing also, are thinking also in a way. Because just like I've said before, covered before, human, when it comes to mind processing, we are all the same. We are one species. So this species is functioning the same way. It's just like a computer. You know, we just have different brand and all that stuff, but all human beings has the physical form, right, the body, and the software, which is the mind, that has a certain operating, the mind or the, or the operating system, right, and it has its functionalities. And just like uh, um, the Buddha said, you know, our mind has the uh, different mental factors or ingredients, okay, and I, I've we have mentioned it before, and all those ingredients, the combination, you know, make um, make what makes our minds. You know, the eighty, the eighty-nine kinds of minds, or one hundred and twenty-one, if you if you want to break it down into details. But so that's that's what it is. That's how for me. That's how I practice Buddhism, is observing my own mind. I am my own laboratory. All right, so. Looking at life, right, up until this point, you know, your life, my life, okay, and see how everyone else doing. So how, how, so what do you think that, you know, when, with, with the situation that you're in right now, okay, do you understand, or sort of at least have an idea, uh, or a rough idea why you are at, where you are, right? Because we all have gone through a lot, you know. Doesn't matter how old you are right now, you can be in your teenage year, okay? Or you can be in your 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, or whatever. We all have gone through certain experience of life, okay? And it doesn't matter uh, what age you're in. If we don't discover who we are if we don't learn um, about our own mind. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're at the same level. You know, whether you're 
teenager or you're 50 or 60 years old, but when it comes to the inner self, when you never have access to the inner you, spiritually speaking, you're at the same level because you don't understand, because you don't know. Right? So, today I want to touch on a, a, a little subject about you know how we get to the this point in our life right right now as we as we go through life you know day in and day out um we make a living you know go to work and you know pay bills and and often time and from time to time you know we have uh we have our fun and also we have our pain you know that is that what we call our daily life, right? We have our happiness, we have marriage, and we have divorce. We have good, we have good kids, and we have kids who don't uh, go with you know um, sort of with what we expect and all that stuff. You know, so there's all kinds of issues in families and you know between brothers and sisters and siblings and parents and grandparents and all that, right? So that's our life. Up until up until this point, right? The challenge that we have. And we just, you know, muddle through and we, we just, you know, keep going. We just continue on. Right? Without um, really have anything else that we can sort of like count on or we, because this is what most of us think that's what life is, right? You go through all this, you know, up and down, you know, the different emotion and all that stuff. And every now and then, and there's, and there's time that, you know, unfortunate situation arise, there, there things happen, and, you know, really, really bad things happen. Um, there's war, and there's killings, and drugs, and all that stuff, you know. Um... So how come you know, and how come people suffer and people keep doing this, uh, keep going at it without underst- with without no- without knowing what to do? It's it's one of the most difficult thing because people don't really have don't really have a choice that uh, you know that don't don't know. People do, most people do not know that they have a choice, that they don't have to live through life through suffering, right? Because they thought that it's normal, that it's life, life we go through suffering, all that stuff. They don't know that there is an alternative, there is a choice, that they don't have to go through life um, with so much suffering. That is yeah, that uh, they uh, they have to go through, right? And you know, uh, and that is very unfortunate. So I want to bring you you all back to the to the younger days. Okay, back. Um, just ima- imagine, you know, if you can going back to the very, very, very younger day that we cannot remember, right? So that's a trick. At the beginning, when we were babies, right? When we were babies, 
we were such a pure, innocent little one, right? Our mind was clear, was clean and pure. Okay, we were born and introduced into this world. Okay, back then, you know, up until probably I would say maybe, you know, uh, from baby, from, from birth until probably two and a half, two, two and a half years of age. We had no, we had no clue of who we are, right? But we, we're conscious. We, we know, we, we just know at that age, we are not that much different from, you know, from animals in a way, you know, from dogs or cats or what. We know when it's not comfortable, we know it's not comfortable because we have that sense perception, right? Hot, cold, hungry, or whatnot, we know. Because when we're not comfortable, we cry, right? Or when we're hot, we cry as a baby and all that stuff. And, and, and we're hungry, we cry. Or we, when, we, when we're comfortable, we smile and we, you know, we can just kick our hands and, you know, move our feet and stuff like that. You know, kick our feet and move our hands, I mean, you know? And um, that was, that's when we were babies, right? And up until two years old, somewhere around there, we had no clue who we were. Little by little, right? And we get the, the, the people who we know the most, of course, are our parents, because they are the ones who feed us. And after a while, our, our, our vision our, 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 um, come to recognize the, the, the same face over and over again. And those faces are the face who feed us, right? Who, who, who make our tummy um, satisfied. So because of that, we, we like them, right? Because they satisfy our stomach, our hunger. And that's who we call our parents. Okay, and as we become a little bit more mature, we maybe get into a three years old or something like that, we start to develop the, an understanding and awareness. Our awareness grows. You know, um, our parents gave, always call us names. You know, even gave us names. When you were one or you two years old, we don't know what the name, what the meaning of the name is. Right? We don't know. We don't even know the language. We just keep hearing the same thing over and over again. Anything. One of the first few words that we learn is mommy, right? And then we learn to recognize ourselves by the name that people call us. It's just like we call our, our cats and dogs. They, they recognize the name. It's the same thing. When we were baby, maybe around three years old or something, you know, we start to recognize our name is John or Susie, right? This is the beginning of self-identification, okay? Now, at that point in age, we now starting to identify ourselves with the name. Now we have this attachment with the name. We know when we hear that sound, that sound refers to us, okay? But that is, that is okay because, you know, for human, we need language to communicate. Without language, it's hard to, uh, you know, to refer to each other. So we need language to communicate. But as we grow, you know, we start to accumulate 
more identification. Okay, at first we don't even know who the heck we are. We're just baby, we're just conscious, right? Little by little, we start identify ourselves as Johnny or Susie. And then we start to know that, okay, you, I'm a male or a female, right? Before that, we don't know anything about that, you know? Then we start to, we start to understand that we are male or female, okay? And as we grow a little bit older, and then we get into uh, school age, okay? Then we start to recognize, okay, uh, you know, all the boys, all the girls, and all that stuff. We start, we, we can appreciate, um, you know, um, other people um, look, good look, or whatnot. And then we start to recognize the like a uh, nice clothes or whatnot, we, we start to identify ourselves with the, with the material stuff, with the clothing and all that stuff, right? And probably around age of, um, I would say, maybe five, five age, doesn't matter. Uh, it is somewhere around there. We start to recognize uh, the, the difference. You know, before we don't know any, we, we just see people as people. And then around probably five years old, I would say, we start to recognize uh, uh, the different look of people, the different color of the skin, okay, the different, the different feature, right? At that age, we start to recognize, um, and then you start to recognize, hey, I'm, like, the color of my skin is this, you know, and the feature my my face looks like this, and then now the identification grows. Ident the identification grows. So when you go to six, six year old, seven year old, now you start to understand. Now you start to develop, and you start to you you learn to 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 know sort of about your physicality, right? Um, you, you, you start to identify, now you know, now you identify yourself as being white, Asian, black, you know, um, um, whatever color, I don't know, uh, red, right? We start to know the different, because of the feature, the different kind of hair, right? The, 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 the face, the facial feature and all that stuff. See, the, identif the identification grows. And as it grows, we, we start to develop this idea of who we are based on the physicality. Okay, at the age of the, that age of six or seven years old, we start to develop. And as we grow a little bit older, okay, as we grow a little bit older, and now we start to understand about um, about 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 race about racial uh, differences, okay, about about the difference in nationality. That oh, there's such a thing as country, right? Oh, I be, I live here, so I belong to this group, and the group that I live here is called um, American. And the group they live over there, overseas, is called uh, French, right? It's called uh, Canadian or uh, 
Mexican, uh, Chinese. And so as we learn, as we go, as we learn through school also and learn through television and social media and all that stuff, we start developing identity. And this identity is growing um, is growing every day. It's, it's developing every day. And this is how the brain now because because of this we the the when the brain accumulate all this information and as we as as we grow along with the brain without knowing ourselves the brain whatever the brain take in it becomes us whatever the brain register you know the information that we gather at that point at time it becomes us so no knowing not not knowing any better right not knowing any better we identify ourselves with whatever our brain accumulates okay see prior to that when we were small when we were baby we did not identify ourselves with anything my brain was clean memory was clean we were pure and innocent okay there's nothing in not in the brain but as we develop and the brain collect all these things and it go into the memory whatever we collect becomes who we think we are so in other words all of this accumulation all these experiences that we go through that we go through um, uh, growing up right becomes us so it all of this builds on top of our innocent you know babyish one year old two year old brain that was innocent and 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 so free right no there's no discrimination there's no such a thing you know in the baby's mind there's no such a thing as discrimination the baby is just pure just look at everything as as it is and just smile and that's it there's nothing else right and remember during our younger year you know when we were toddler and even in preschool we live such we had such a carefree life right in other words we don't really mind much about you know what the color of the skin is yes the the rest, yes we start to recognize the different color of the skin the different um costume or the different kinds of food and all that stuff we start to recognize that but it doesn't it didn't matter nothing it did not matter to 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 the little you know toddler to the to the preschooler okay whatever food okay they share food right whatever um nationality they just see people as people those are the innocent years right there's no such there's no discriminating mind there is no such a thing because see back then there were we had no stress right there was there was no such a thing as stress what the heck is stress what does stress mean we we it it doesn't it it doesn't mean anything to 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 toddlers you know to preschoolers 
or, or elementary student, you know, uh, first, second grade, third grade, or whatever. You know, we just play around and have fun, and that's it. Carefree. And that's what life is, you know, should be, even though we grow, even, I mean, in, in a way, you know, even though we grow up. But uh, see, the, that is the problem. As we grow up and we start to accumulate more stuff, then we, we are growing out of that innocent, the innocent uh, time and becomes corrupted in a way with the knowledge that we are accumulating. That is very sad. We become corrupted as we grow, as we grow older, with all the stuff that we accumulate to, you know, into the mind, and and because we automatically assume our identity with the mind, with the stuff that we accumulate through our everyday life, we become a mind, and we identify ourselves with the mind. And of course, with the body that we have, right? Before we didn't even know that this body is called Johnny or Susie, we just we are being. We were just a being. But until the parents gave us a name, then we said, "Oh, you call this body a Johnny or a Susie? Okay, so this is Johnny. So the the physical body become a Johnny or a Susie instead of looking at it as just a name." that becomes who we think we are, right? So as we grow up, our accumulation keep growing. Now, the critical years, as, as, chil as children grows, you know, more and more and more, people, be uh, children becomes more conscious and more aware of their being, and their, 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 their status, especially as they grow through fifth grade and go into middle school. Okay, once they cross over from, from fifth grade into sixth grade, seventh grade middle school, this is very critical time. At this time, the young, um, the young kid is growing rapidly. They are they are changing. They are they are they're changing fast now. And now they're becoming aware, right, of the appearance. And because because of the 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 um, habit of identifying ourselves with our body and with with our look and all that stuff, we start to compare ourselves to others at that age in the middle school, 6th grade, 7th grade, okay, 8th grade. Those are the very critical, important age, of important age that ch a child develops. Okay, those three years, 6, 7, 8, and then go on to high school also. Okay. During this time, the, the, the changing, the, the changing in the, uh, in the physical body, the chemical in the body is changing, and, and the, the, the way that we, grow, that we look at the world is changing. Now, now that 
we grow up into teen, the teenager, okay, we look, we begin to look at ourselves seriously. We start to think about ourselves seriously, the way we look physically, you know, or the way we perform, and the, the way we act, and, and all that stuff. The mind is doing a lot of comparison, okay, uh, comparing um, ourselves uh, to others. The status come into play is very important, it's very critical for, for teenagers, you know, the status, the popularity, right, or, or the, uh, the, the, the intellect. Okay, so now this is the age that the 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 body is developing into a, into a, a into a and a, a it's, it's a process transformation into an adulthood, right? It's it's a, it's it's approaching. So the body or the or the mind is is trying to show itself. It show it show off itself. Try to compare itself to others. It's trying. Well, it's not trying. It's comparing itself to others, and at the same time, trying to show off itself that I'm also either not um, not bad. You know that I'm I'm also at least as good as you are, if not more. The the status. Is very important, right? So in that in that critical in those critical years six, seven, eight, into nine grade, ten grade, eleven grade, during that time, during those moments, there's so much pressure. The teenagers put so much pressure on themselves, without knowing that the the the, the mind at that point is growing, become an like a an incredible ego, uh, egocentric mind that want to show off. Okay, just like a bird that is flapping the the feather to show off the color. This is the the the, the time that for teenagers to show off their physic, the physical um, well being. You know, the 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 muscle. If you're a sport uh, person into sport, right. Or show off the the brain if they're smart, or show off the look if they're pretty, you know, or show off the wealth if they, you know, the money if they, they if they happen to be, uh, within the you know born with a rich family. So. This is how, this is how we grow up. By comparing and by showing off, by status becomes such a big thing, right? The fit in. And it's why is it? It's the mind that is accumulating all of this information, right? You see all this stuff through advertising, the commercial, the TV, the 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 movie, right? The social media, all of this stuff. Oh, you got to have this, you know. You got to have that. Look at these shoes. Look at this watch. Look at this um iPad, iPhone. This new gadget. You gotta have this. You gotta have the mind is craving now. It's such a an incredible, incredible craving 
that is craving in the young mind, the young mind go crazy. Okay, and it put so much pressure on on itself to be to be a somebody through through materialism, through showing off. Okay, that's how we did, that's how we identify ourselves. We at that age, the teenage year, we identify ourselves purely, purely with materials. Okay, we're showing off the physical, uh, the physical. That is material, right? The look, you know, all the makeup, all the different gadgets, the different ju- the different jewelry, the 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 outfit, right? The shoes and the the whatnot, or the accessories that comes along with it, or you show off just like I said with with all kinds of stuff that you can show off. Um, with you show off. We we show off with all of this because that's who we think we are. You know, without all these things, without all these material things. That we 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 are uh, we are brainwashed with right by by all these uh, medias. Without all these things, we think of ourselves as as nothing. We think of ourselves as we cannot be happy unless we have all of those things. See, now we become dependent on the material world, on the material things to make us happy, to give us the status that we so long for right? as teenagers. Okay? We really going after those things. Competing for fame, right? For to fit in for popularity in school. You know, a football player or man. It's like heaven. It's like hell or uh, or a god of the of the entire school. Okay, all all because all all the girls will go after the football player uh, or basketball player, or all the guys will go after the prom queen and things like that. Right? It's all about status. It's all about that. It's the pressure is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Right, because that's how that's who teenagers identify themselves with, because they think that's who they are. Without all of those material stuff, they cannot be happy with just themselves. They forgot the baby age, and there's no way for them to to know what the baby, uh, the baby um, was when when they were like a baby, what they were like, you know, being happy without nothing but they could they were still happy they they didn't understand that they thought that in order to be happy they have to have all of those things see this lost there's a lost connection so with that it becomes the pursuit of happiness for humanity and this is not just I mean, I'm not talking just in the U.S. This is worldwide. Okay, everyone is going after this happiness. Is going after this material. 
okay, in order to make them happy. This is worldwide phenomenon. Right? Um, so the pursuit of happiness gets stronger and stronger. After high school, okay, let's say people continue to college. It goes along with them. Now they identify themselves better, even more with the college degree. Okay? With the college degree, with the master degree, with the PhD. Of course, you know, because that's status. It's a status. That's what make uh, that's what make me big, right? I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor, I'm an engineer, I'm a rocket scientist, I'm a CEO. See? That's how we because all these we this is what we think. These are the things that make us happy. And then you go, and then of course, you know, with that, okay, for as teenagers, we identify ourselves with maybe, you know, uh, with, with the iPhone, with the Samsung, with the gadgets and all that stuff. As we grow older, what do we identify ourselves with? We identify ourselves with the car, with the house, with the boat, with the yacht, right, with the airplane you know, per, per private plane, two houses, okay, Mercedes and Cadillac, you know, four or five, Lamborghini. See, that's how people identify themselves with. The more money and they keep going and, and it, it doesn't stop because that's how we think who we are. That's how we think what happiness is. That's what brings us happiness. And without all of those, we cannot be happy. Wow. And on top of that, right? You you go along, you 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 start a family and you don't understand another person and the the other person is the same as you, your spouse and if you know, also is in the same boat as 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 you. You know, identify herself or himself with all this material stuff too. And if things doesn't happen, then we start having problems. Right? And we start having problems because we identify ourselves with all this stuff. When we don't have all this status, we don't have all this money, we don't have all this, we have problems. We cannot be happy. Right? They become so stressful. And we don't know what to do. We lost. Why? Because, see, we identify ourselves with, with what? With our mind and with our body. You follow me? We identify ourselves with our mind. Look at this. I'm big, I'm tall, I'm pretty, and all that, right? So, you show off. When you show off, that makes us feel good. Right? So, in other words, in order to, for us to be happy, this is what we think. In order, in order for us to be happy, we have to show off. This is the pursuit of happiness of, of most of the people. And that's why people suffer so much. We identify ourselves with the body and with the mind. 
And when that doesn't work, we have tremendous, tremendous suffering. When the body does not cooperate, when the body gets sick, we have tremendous suffering because we don't understand. And just like I said, go back to my episode three or something. Yes, most of the people we under we identify, we automatically identify ourselves with the body and with the mind. But in just like in episode three, the body, yes, we here we use the body, but the body, we think that we are in control. But think again, we are not in control. The body does what the body does, right? And the mind, we identify ourselves with the status and all that stuff. That the mind is it. Another word, our mind is the accumulation of all the things that we gather from school, from TV, from social media, all that stuff. That's what our mind is, and we show we show off with that mind. Without knowing that the mind is just something that comes and go and comes and go, it doesn't belong to anything. It doesn't belong to 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 you. It just come and go and come and go. And we identify ourselves with something that is not permanent. That just come and go, come and go. And we identify ourselves with that. And when 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 that doesn't happen, when that doesn't come and like we expected, the wealth, the fame, the fortune. And all that stuff, we suffer, right? The trophy wife or the trophy husband or whatnot, or the uh, trophy children, trophy parents. When when that doesn't happen, you know, according to our expectation, we suffer. See, this is how most people live their life. Up until right now, at this moment, and people continue to do this without understanding about the mind. That's why the Buddha teach about body and mind. Right. So again, if you have not heard of what I have covered before about the in the first noble truth, right, which is called suffering or dukkha of the mind, of the body, okay, in episode is the suffering of the of the body and then the episode four or five is the uh, first noble truth truth of uh, of the mind. Please go back and listen to those. Okay. What did, what does the Buddha say about body and mind? That we are so accustomed with to uh, so accustomed to identify ourselves with those two, with the body and mind. Okay, again, we have to understand this body and mind if we want to have peace of mind. We need to stop identify ourselves with this body and mind because we are more than that. See, we go through this life with all these things here without understanding that we are not just this not just see we just come here as a being right? we started out as a really peaceful being what the heck happened to us that put us into this such a mess right it's because of these experiences that we're accumulating it's just like in 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 uh, in the old 
Uh, I think it is Christianity. It's, you know, in in uh, garden. This is garden of Eden. The our planet Earth. Literally, this is the garden of Eden. The problem is, we eat the fruit of knowledge, and it messed up everything. Right? It messed up everything. The fruit of knowledge. Now, does that mean knowledge is bad? No. But if we not be careful about knowledge, yes. It's a sword that has two edges. Okay? It can cut both ways. If we understand who we are, if we understand the body, just body and mind, we can be living in a true garden of Eden because we, we don't live under the influence of knowledge or the mind. We go beyond the mind. See, that's a trick that the Buddha tried to teach that go beyond the mind. Don't live under the influence of the mind. Because the mind is just the accumulation of knowledge in this material world. But we are more than that. We are more than this mind, this, this, this uh, material world knowledge. Once we can transcend this material world knowledge or material world mind, we can be living in such a blissful state. We can be so happy like that one or two year old baby. So pure, so so genuine with the with our own self. Right? Just imagine a baby with this great knowledge. It would be such a bless a blessing you know thing. A, a, a being with such an innocent, pure heart, okay, but at the same time, full of knowledge, yet that knowledge cannot influence the baby uh, heart. It's, and it's the other way around. The baby's heart is always joyful, right? Always loving. And at the same time, it can use the knowledge of this material world to its own benefit. Now, that would be wonderful. See, that's the thing. So, please go back and listen to my previous episode if you have not already done so, or you can do it again. Right? It's such a, it's such incredible things. Okay? This is what Buddha's teaching. The Buddha's teach always, and I'm, I'm repeating myself many times, about find out who we are, right? mind and body. And as long as we identify ourselves with this body and our mind, we screw. We screw. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I like to share with you all today. And just like I said, you know, please uh, uh, drop me a line or so if uh, you have any question or comment. Alright, you all have a good day.